Hi, welcome to the Inviting Shift Podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. This is the Midlife Woman's Podcast for a confident and joyful journey. I'm your host, Christina Smith, and twice a week, I'll be bringing you topics that impact midlife women the most. I hear it from my clients. They have health concerns around perimenopause and menopause. We have mental and emotional challenges going on that I want to help you manage and work through. I want to talk about how we deepen our relationships and our friendships in midlife, and then what we do when we want more, how we get clear on that, and how we start moving forward confidently and joyfully, because that's what this journey is about. I want midlife women to come together create a community to revolutionize how we see midlife. Tune in for this week's topic. Welcome back, shifters. I am so excited about this topic for this week because I know that we're all asking this question. I ask it of myself all of the time, and it's this huge question we always want to answer, who am I? And in midlife, that changes a bit because we have a lot of different things going on. It's almost like adolescence, right? Where we're going into this huge new phase of our lives. And often it's called the second adolescence. So let's talk about some of the changes in midlife. What might be happening as our kids are growing up and maybe leaving the house. Uh, We might be settled in our careers, maybe so settled that we kind of feel stuck. We don't really want to stay where we are. It was great because it paid the bills and now we're just kind of bored. Um, So there's a lot of career transitions that can happen in midlife. Women might be going back to school. You might have more time on your hands. And so you're wondering what you want to do with it. Maybe it's volunteering. Maybe it's uh, just wondering, like, what is it that's next? Because many of us checked all of the boxes that we thought we were supposed to check when we got grown up. And now it's like we didn't even plan anything for the second half of our lives. And it's here now. And so I just want us to start thinking about this question, who am I now? Because we're not the same person we were in our 20s or 30s or teens or before. We are new creatures. We have new gifts. We have new skills. We have so much more to look forward to. We could settle into this comfort zone, which is where we start feeling stuck. This is when we have a midlife crisis because we get stuck in this comfort zone. We're like, okay, we're making enough money. We can pay the bills. Maybe we're saving. Maybe we're getting some toys that we like but I'm just kind of feeling stuck. What's next, right? And so sometimes when we get into midlife, we also, we either want to ask ourselves what's next, or we tend to get really comfortable where we are. We get into this comfort zone and our world shrinks around us, right? Because when we get into our comfort zone, we're not growing. We're usually resting and staying where we are. So we can get a, let's just settle for this. This is good enough. I should, I should be grateful. And that's where I was about 10 or 15 years ago. I should be grateful. 
And yet I cried on the way to work every day because it didn't feel right for me. And so if you're feeling that, I want you to know that settling doesn't give us our best life. Settling means that if we were lived 40 or 50 years already, and we might have 30, 40, 50 more, what are we going to do with that time? The first half probably had so much energy and so much stuff jam packed into it, but we haven't planned any of this stuff. So in order to get the clarity on what we want next, we first have to get really clear on who am I so that we can start expanding that comfort zone again into places that feel good, not to struggle, not to give ourselves humongous challenges, unless that's your thing, but so that we feel good about the growth that we continue to have. So midlife is an interesting place to be asking ourselves, who am I now? Because we're shifting these identities. We may have been um, parents for decades, right? And now suddenly our parenting identity is shifting as they leave the house, as they are more self-sufficient. Where is my mother energy now, right? And this can be really daunting for a lot of people because they built so much of their identity on being Caleb's mom or Angie's mom. And so when we get to midlife and these children start leaving, part of the grief is the grief of that identity, not just the grief of losing them, but losing part of who we are, we know ourselves to be. And we should always be asking ourselves, who am I now? Who am I now, right? Now that my full-time mom, momming is done, um, who am I now? And this can happen even if you don't have kids. It could be that part of you that um, uh, wants to rethink career as well. So meaning, um, who am I now? If I don't like the career that I'm in and I want something different, who am I now? I have different guilt, skills and gifts and callings, right? So this is a big question, who am I now? And a lot of people don't know how to approach this um, conversation with themselves. But I'm going to give you some really easy ways of determining who we are, what we truly are beyond our identities, beyond um the way that we have known ourselves in the past, what is absolutely true about us that we can look at in order to really start answering this question. And so there's three areas that we're going to talk about today in this short episode is um, values, gifts, and what we desire. And these are some of the truest factors down to who we are. So the first one is values. What are, what do we value most? I know this can be really hard. There's lots of values lists out there that you can look at in order to, you know, just peruse them and see which ones light you up and which ones really feel true to you. But there's also this really beautiful um, social media out there, which I know some of you are going to say that's not so beautiful, but it can be in that it shows us what's important to us, right? 
I get lots of animal videos. I get lots of crocheting videos and art videos on my timeline because those things are important to me. Now you might be like, well, those aren't values, but there are values underneath them, right? I have a value in creativity is a value of mine that I love to be creative. So there goes my crocheting and my art underneath those animals. It's like, I really care about animals and I really love to see happy animals. And I love to see how people care for animals, um, even though they don't have to necessarily. So there's values underneath the things that social media is actually offering us. Um, and it tells us what's important to us because we've probably, I've probably watched so many animal videos before that they're showing up now. Um, I also have coaches that show up on my timeline, business coaches, and it really starts, um, telling me which coaches are most important by the ads that are coming up. I know that sounds really strange, but I want you just to perhaps look at that. So there's a couple of ways to go over this values. One, you can go find value lists out there. There's tons of them, lists of values and really see what lights you up. And two, just start looking at the things that are curated for you. You might find, you might even start wondering like, why is this video and why do these types of ads come up? And there's probably some kind of value underneath it. So starting to look at that, what's suggested for you. Sometimes these uh, algorithms know us better than we know ourselves. So that's one way that, or a couple ways that we can go look at our values. So we want to combine this list of values and this, and this tells us a lot about what's important to us, right? What's important to us. Um, and then we're going to move on to gifts, gifts, also gifts and magic and strengths. They all tell us a little bit more about who we are. We may have gotten these gifts and strengths from places we didn't want to get them. Some, uh, trauma or bad things, you know, quote unquote, bad things that happened to us in the past. Um, but sometimes we get gifts by just, you know, the experiences that we have. So not only do you have, still have those gifts that you might've had 20 years ago, 30 years ago, but you have grown into new gifts and strengths that being a mom has uh, brought out gifts and strengths. Uh, being in your career for decades has probably brought out gifts and strengths. There are uh, strengths and gifts that we have learned along the way, what we have learned, right? From all of these experiences. And we want to connect with that part of us because so often we're really stuck in the what's not right yet. And we forget that there's so much that we actually have within ourselves that we can empower ourselves with. So we want to look at all of the gifts, all of the experiences we have, and what are those gifts that come out of it? And there's three ways that I have my clients look at their gifts and strengths. First, I have them write a list of what they think their gifts and strengths are, which, you know, sometimes it's really fast. Sometimes people can go on pages and pages. Either way is fine. The second thing you want to do to look for your gifts is reach out to your friends and say, what are three things you love about me? What are three things that you think I'm really awesome at? And I love this part because people are always afraid to ask, 
And yet when they get the answers back, they are like shocked and amazed at how other people see them and the gifts that other people think that they have. Some of them corroborate what they already put down on their list, but often they bring new gifts that they hadn't even thought about. So I invite you to go ask five to 10 people that you know, family, friends, coworkers, whatever, what are some of the things that I do really well that you think my gifts or my strengths are? And you're going to get great answers. The third thing is to look at our golden shadow. And I've talked about this before in the podcast, but often when we think about shadow work, we're thinking about all those things that we don't like about ourselves because we're repressing and denying them. But the other golden part of that, the golden shadow means that I admire people, right? I see women that I admire in my life and there's certain qualities about them that I'm like, oh, I wish I was that graceful. Well, the thing is about shadow is if we recognize it in someone else, we also have that within us, good or bad. And so when we start looking uh, or thinking about women that, or men, whatever, people that we uh, really admire and we start breaking down the qualities that we really, really like about them, we can write that down on our gifts and strengths too because we have that or we wouldn't be able to recognize it. We may not be bringing it out the way that they are. We might um, have past wounds that say no showboating or no showing off to other people. So maybe we've hid those gifts because we don't want other people to see them or criticize them. But there's some reason we're not bringing them out And yet, um, if we see them in other people, they are definitely ours. So we can write them down on our list and we can figure out how to bring them out more when, um, when we want to, right? So our gifts and our strengths are unique to us. We have, we each have this, uh, different mixture of gifts and, and strengths that I think are really important for us to acknowledge so that we're not always in the I'm not enough and comparing ourselves to these people that we admire and then telling ourselves that we'll never be as good or we'll never um, be able to shine like they do. And the reason we aren't is because we're not focused on these gifts and strengths. So I want us to do that. So, so far we covered that you're going to look at your values and then you're going to look at your gifts. Okay. Gifts and strengths. And the last piece is what I think is most important is what we desire. And I think Danielle Laporte says something like desire is the closest truth we have to who we are. Um, So desire, like a vision board, right? Like when, if you've ever put together a vision board, it's a picture, a board of all the things that I really want in my life, my goals list, basically. Well, Desire, this want of these things, is telling us a lot of truth about who we are. And to me, because of my intentional align program, I believe it's the most important part of who we are. So that vision board, all the things that we want that are on that vision board are there because we want to feel a certain way. And we think if we get that house, if we get that car, that vacation, that we are going to feel that way when we get there. And that doesn't always work, right? Because I got to tell you, when I was young, 
my mother said, here's a list of the things that you need to checky check the boxes, right? Your college degree, getting a good job, being able to pay your own bills, buy a house, get a husband and a child, right? All of those things did not make me happy. And the reason that is, is because we can't wait to be happy when we get there. So a vision board is like, it's great to strive or even sacrifice sometimes in order to get what we want but we also should be bringing that with us. Meaning if I want to be happy when I get there, I need to infuse happiness into my life now. I can bring happy into my everyday choices. I can make sure that the choices I'm making are aligned with happiness, not just my old defaults of ways of doing things. And so um, desire tells us who we are and what's most important to us. So if we can get to the feelings that are behind that vision board, that um, those feelings are the truth of who we are. I want to feel passionate. I want to feel um, love. I want to feel compassion. I want to feel excited. I want to feel Um, radiant, whatever it is, we have to make choices for that now. And that really tells us who we are and what we want. So when you think about this beautiful life that you want, maybe even do a visualization around the perfect life. And this could be, you know, imaginary as well. There's often flying zebras in my imagination, but it's not about the things it's about reaching for those feelings that we want to feel. And I know that we all can say that we want to be happy, but I want you to go deeper. Like what does happy feel like for you? Is that um, feeling passionate? Is that feeling creative? Is that feeling um, confident? What is that? What is that happy for you? Right? And that will tell us a lot more. So now we have these three lists. We have our values, what's important to me. We have the gifts, what I bring to the table. And then we have our desire, which is what we truly crave underneath um, those feelings. And if we put those together, this now becomes a really good picture of who am I? without the identities that we can fall into like old woman or mom or grandma or sister or daughter without all of those labels, this is going to tell us the true essence of who we are. And I would love to hear how yours turns out. So I would love you to go do the values, figure out what, what's really, truly important to you. Um, Do the gifts, really find out what's so special about you, what you bring to the table, because you bring a lot, I promise. And then what we desire, the truth of how we truly want to feel. And if we can bring all of that together, we start getting a clearer picture of who I actually am without all of the labels, which is so, so important. I also just want to mention that we do have the intentional and aligned method, which is the way to get clearest on these desires and then create intentions from our desire so that we can align with them. Meaning we make all of our choices that is going to bring us more of that feeling. And I can teach you how to do that in the intentional aligned method. I hope that you'll check it out. 
That's all I have for you today. It's a short one because I want you to go do the dang work. Go spend five or 10 minutes at least getting started on your values, your gifts, and your desires so that you can do that internal work of figuring out who am I now? I hope that was helpful shifters. Have a great week. Thanks for tuning in. I hope that you enjoyed the episode and that you were able to get something out of it. If that's true, then on Tuesdays and Thursdays, every week this season, I am going to be releasing more. So make sure that you hit that subscribe button, hit the like button, leave a comment. It all really helps us get seen by more women so that we can really revolutionize how we see aging and how we see ourselves while we're aging so that we can age more joyfully and confidently. I hope you're gentle with your humanness, especially in midlife. Bye.